they were like, we want to play one of your other songs like on the radio. I know they it's not like they didn't want to do. Oh, of down. course, no, of course. Why not. is that? Yeah. Was it is a tempo thing? I think or? it was the butt. F- you know that's uh, not, you, know. you know well that's not very inclusive of them. Yeah, justice for butt. F- yeah, I exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, y'all, to episode 35 of the DM Monday podcast. We're going to have a great time today. We have um, Megan Patrick as our guest and her manager, Randy McFadden. What's up, girls? <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> just I really kept, wanted you to hear it. It just I, kept I'm going. So I was like, it's going to be done now. Oh, and then no. I was like, no. And it kept getting better. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Thank you for that. So uh, Ben Miller wrote that uh, jingle, and uh, he was like, I'm going to get Cody Parks to sing it. So That Ben Miller. <laughs> yeah. Man of many talents. Yes. Um, so you played the Opry last night. How awesome was that? Um, I mean, the best night of my life. Sorry, Mitchell. I'm no, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Um, I mean, it just, it's something that I've, I've wanted for so long and dreamed about. I mean, I said last night, you know, I've been chasing this for 22 years now since I started my first mm-hmm. band when I was 14. And the last couple of years especially were such an incredibly difficult challenge for me. Like it was just, it was rough for so many reasons. And um, to, to go through all that and then have that moment on stage, it's like, it's insane how quickly all that like pain and suffering just goes away when you have that moment. It's like clean slate. Like I got it. I'm here. Yeah. I'm doing it. And all of a sudden you just are like, I'm invincible. <laughs> I can yeah. I can do anything. Like I got this, you Did, know. Was it hard to keep it together like when you're singing your first song? You know, I got to be honest like I was proud. I was impressed by myself cuz I was worried cuz I never get stage fright. Like that's mm-hmm. never been an issue for me. I love being on stage. So I just get like I get amped up, but I don't get like nervous. Yeah. I just I'm like I know what I'm doing. Just walk out there and do it. Yeah. And I was worried, like, but this is the Opry. There's yeah. going to be, so, like, it's like yeah. sensory overload yeah. from the second you walk through that artist entrance. It's crazy. It's, like, one of the, the craziest, like, two hours of my life. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it just kind of lost track of what was the original yeah. question. Sorry. No, it's just the Opry. How was it? <laughs> yeah. Randy, how was that experience for you? Um Honestly, I was emotional all day. Like I would tell people, like send texts that was like basic information. I was like, be there at five. And like, I would start tearing up. I was like, what the (laughs) fuck is wrong with me? But once we got there, I was kind of mad at myself for not being as emotional because I went straight into manager mode. Like we both did. Yeah. You need to be here. Where's this waiting on this person? And I was like, feel something, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And um, the cried after I did. And it was somewhere halfway through her first song, like once she was on stage and everybody was good and I knew that the plaques were in place and everything I needed to do. I was like, oh, my God, Megan's on stage. Like, <laughs> And that's when it hit me and I really started crying and also yeah. everyone kept videoing my reactions so. yeah <laughs> which is like your nightmare yeah so i was like i was like remember to be human randy yeah. Yeah. i haven't played the opera yet but i will mm-hmm. and when Hell i do yeah, there's will, gonna be a lot of people that thought that i wouldn't mm-hmm. and i will but hey. um and that let me tell you yeah 
that feeling, yeah, it's an honor, no yeah. matter how quickly or easily it comes to you. <clears throat> but like when you fucking fought for it and you yeah. like clawed your way there against all odds, yeah, that feeling, I don't, I, I that's an unmatched feeling I've ever had in my life yeah. last yeah. night. Um, but when I, Ella played the Opry recently and, mm -hmm. and Jamie Johnson, like, intruder out there i yep. wasn't i wasn't able to go because i ended up getting a show in denver but like she was showing me you know they make you the video or whatever and like we were at yep. the house watching it and i was like if that ever happens to me i think i might throw up like on I'd, the stage like before I, like you like you i don't get nervous to like oh. to play on stage like i remember my first open mic i ever played like my first time on stage i was nervous as shit there was like three people in the bar my that's best, worse than like a hundred people my best friend chris <laughs> but as soon as my feet hit the stage i was like let's fucking go let's do it, you know yeah. but like there's like i got to go um dylan carmichael when he put his son of a record out mm -hmm. like i don't know if y'all remember but it was like on every billboard like oh, yeah. Yeah. around town yeah and i called him that As day I, I was like dude you're on every fucking billboard like this is so cool because i met him out at larry's during yep. covid mm -hmm. he was like what are you doing tonight i was like i don't have any plans he was like well i'm playing the opry if you want to come and i got to go like in the back and like watch him yeah. rehearse like i got the full mm -hmm. experience you yeah, know it's pretty cool and i and he got the standing ovation his mom came out and sang with him that night and yeah. i was just like i'm gonna do this well, that's like yeah i mean of course you, you always dream of the opera yeah. as a kid but we're like, manifesting it it was yeah exactly it's it gonna was happen, just but. like i was just like damn this is like really cool you know yeah all I can say, you don't want it easy. Yeah. You want it when it's right. Because right. when it's right, you can't right. you can't match that. If it comes you know easy, that. it You know what easy. it's like to overcome something. Yeah. yeah. That is so much sweeter than it just kind of being handed to you. For sure. For sure. Before you even doubt. know how powerful it is. Yeah. You know? Right. That place is magical. Even as like a it content really creator, like yeah. every time I go there and walk through the artist entrance, I like feel just it's like holy shit. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. And like yeah. just walking down the hall and like seeing all the rooms and stuff. Yep. It's unmatched. Well, I have to say, like, when you're talking about, I, I thought I might, like, throw up. The only time I felt like that was when we were, like, driving there. And I got Mitchell to drive because I was just, like, please, like I hate traffic. I hate driving out there. I get stressed about mm -hmm. that. I get road rage. It's kind of confusing how <laughs> yeah, you get in I, there. It is. it is weird. And so <laughs> I was, like, he's, like, I got you. And then we hit all this, like, traffic. And I'm, like, f he knows I'm freaking out. He's, like, babe, I'm going to get you there. Yeah. It's okay. But then we got there, and I like literally, it felt like the second I walked through the, that entrance, there was a different feeling, and I was just like so happy, but kind of like at peace. It yeah. was, it, it was like it was a palpable like energy in there. Yeah. Do you remember when you were told you're gonna play it? Yes. What's that story? <laughs> we were shooting the music video for hours, and you know, I just finished hair and makeup. Ford, uh, my director, he's like, all right, you come over here, sit on this couch. We've got lights, and I think we're about to shoot. And then he's like, oh, shit. He's like, oh, that's weird. Why is Terry Clark FaceTiming me? I was like, oh, you know Terry? Like, hell yeah. yeah. So I, like, jump up and joking. I'm like, hey, Terry, we're kind of busy. Like, we're shooting a music video. Like, huh? no <laughs> idea. And she's like, oh, she's like, well, I just want to see if you're free April 11th. And I'm still, at this point, have, still I, I still don't know what's going on. Haven't noticed that everyone in the room has their phones up, like, videoing me. <laughs> yeah. I'm still like, Duh. I was like, I don't know where Andy might free April 11th. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, well, I know what you're going to be doing. You're going to make your debut at the Opry. And I just like, bleh, like puddle. I just yeah. puddled, human puddle. And like, it was awesome. And like, it just, yeah, Terry has been like a mentor and friend mm -hmm. to me. And she's, you know, and, and she's so special to me for a lot of reasons because she's wonderful and talented. But she's also one of the few Canadian 
Canadians yeah. at all, let alone a woman that broke through into into Nashville, into America and had like a like a worldwide career. Girls like, lie too. That's yeah. right. And I'm like, that's badass because it's hard to do yeah. as a Canadian, as a For woman, sure. you know. For sure. But she was just like, I'm going to do this. And that's you just you just decide you're going to do it. And then you just fucking do it yeah. <laughs> every what's, day. What's growing up in Canada like? It's real cold, eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, honestly, you know what? I love I love where I grew up and I wouldn't, you know, trade that time cuz obviously there's been times where I think oh what would have happened if I had moved to Nashville sooner. Yeah. And I'm I feel like I'm in such a good place where I I've can I've come to a place of like just being at peace with my past, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And just believing that like everything happens for a reason in in a certain timing on God's timing and um, I think it was a great place. I mean, I also had like a whole other life in Canada as a snowboarder. Oh, like, really? Yeah, I was a competitive snowboarder. I was I was on the, the Ontario so team. She's good at I, everything. Yeah, I mean, I was like, that. I wanted to go. Like, I was trying to go to the Olympics. That was that was my dream yeah. for the longest time. And so, one of my best friends, Matt Morrison, we like grew up together. He's like a brother to me. And uh, he he got into competing. He's like, you should do it with me. Mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah. And he went to two Olympics, three Olympics, oh, maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the most talented athletes I've ever known. But for me, senior year, I'm having like the season of my life. And I'm warming up at a competition. And so sorry to interrupt you. No, in, in high school, did they have like snowboarding teams or like? It wasn't through my school. Okay. It was like more like a but club. But did they have that at schools? Not no? at my school. Yeah. Some schools, maybe. Yeah. Are you doing like tricks on the snowboard? Like- um, so I was mainly I was doing racing, um, but I did do some like okay. um, like slope style and stuff like that. Could so you do a three hundred and sixty? Yes. <laughs> um, a lot harder than it sounds. She's already yeah. a lot cooler so, than you. Well, <laughs> um, so I was warming up. I was at a slope style competition. Yeah. I was warming up, and uh, I went off. I was trying. I was trying to show off. Honestly, I yeah. was that girl. I was always trying to like keep up with the guys mm-hmm. and you know show you're still that girl i'm still that girl (laughs) let's be honest um and uh, i just i went into the jump way faster than i should have and it had a lot more vert than i expected and so it kind of shot me straight up and so when i went to rotate i overcorrected. i went my head over basically did almost like a front flip but didn't complete the rotation landed on my head slash shoulder and like suitcased on top of myself snapped my collarbone dislocated shoulder broken ribs broke my back like l3 4 compression fracture yeah severe concussion out like i was out cold for minutes mm-hmm. like and and then like i don't remember that whole day and it was that was one of the lowest points of my life like i was devastated like my season was over i couldn't walk for like yeah. for the first like, i have doctors telling me i'm lucky that i'm not paralyzed and like i'm having headaches and like it's miserable and i turned to music during that time yeah I started writing lyrics. I, I was like bedridden. I couldn't do anything. And so I just, I listened to, to music and picked up a guitar and wrote lyrics. And when I came out on the other side of that recovery, I just, I had a new dream and I had a new path. And so as devastating as that was, I didn't understand it at the time, but it was God saying, hey, I got something else over here for you. And mm-hmm. it's even better. You mm-hmm. don't even know it yet. Yeah. So, That's sorry. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we played out in Denver at, um, Grizzly Rose, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mitch comes on the road pretty much every weekend. He's like, 
dude, when we go out there, let's go snowboarding. Like, oh, I want to go snowboarding. Yeah, it's been a lifelong, like, like dream of mine. I love like, that. It's great. We never took, like, family trips as a kid. So, like, I've never seen snow. That was all my family trips. And I was like, I have to snowboard. Dude, like, it's great. It's a bucket list item. And I love called it. a Trey's manager who's been numerous times. And I was like, dude, what? Like, what are the chances we stay behind and just fly home and snowboard? And he was like, fuck yeah. Love that. Um so I'm like really competitive. Mm -hmm. I'm really athletic. <laughs> Relatable. It doesn't mm -hmm. seem like it, but I did play <laughs> I, I it. every sport I could get into as a kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was like, dude, I'm going to crush snowboarding. Yeah. I've longboarded. I've done yeah. like all the wakeboarded. <laughs> I've done all this shit. Yeah. I'm going to crush it. So I love I'm your like, belief in yourself. I'm walking around talking shit in the group. I'm like, I'm going to do a 360 the first day. Like, oh and I'm like, like, I knew I wasn't going. If only he knew. I knew I wasn't going because, like, I know I would fall once and, like, have to sing on a boot, you know, for like yeah. in the next three months. Yeah. I made bets with everybody in the band. I was like, you have to shave your beard if I do a 360. You have to, like, do this. Like, I, I was just left and right. I was so confident. And uh, every single person told me there's no shot in hell. And I get there and we strap in and I'm like, I remember I was like, this is going to, I'm going to fucking do it. And I'm terrified of heights. And we get in that fucking lift thing. <laughs> and I'm like, here we go. And every, like, first off, you like, you strap in and they're like, all right, now you have to like with one foot, like fucking, <laughs> like do some shit behind you to yeah. go. Yeah. Is that and the I'm quickest like, you've ever been humbled in your life? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? So I'm struggling to get from like, 20 yards in front of me. I don't know how to fucking move in this thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll just take it off and I'll put it on when I get up there. And they're like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> and they're like, so I'm like, okay, I finally get up there. And they're like, all right, now it's our turn. And I'm like, whoa, how do I get on this fucking thing? <laughs> and I'm with Nick Gorman. And he's like, dude, just go up there. Just fucking like do it. And <laughs> luckily it went well. And we get on this thing. I'm terrified of heights. And right in the middle of up the hill, it stops. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Complete stop. Terrible. And I'm yep, fucking terrified. <laughs> and I'm sitting here on this little swing talking to Nick. And like halfway through his conversation, I looked at him and I said, Hey, Nick, I need you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I said, I'm having I'm a full blown out. anxiety attack <laughs> yeah. and you are not fucking helping. <laughs> and he was like, Okay, my bad. So we're sitting there in silence. I know the feeling. Then comes down the hill like the, the paramedics of, of fucking snowboarding, whatever yeah. they are, in red and stuff. Yeah. And they have a like a sled behind them with this kid <laughs> in it. And all I can see is wrapped up, his body's wrapped up, and there's just his face is covered in blood. <laughs> and there's like fucking seven of them skiing down with him. And like as fast as fuck, dude. Yeah. They're probably going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> And I just looked at Nick and I was like, start talking again. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking, this is not <laughs> oh it, dude. God. And uh, I got up there. Getting off the lift was a fucking shit show. But I guess the person at the entrance of the lift told the lady at the exit that yeah. I was going to be a shit show. So I get up there and she's, I could see her through the window. Oh, no, and she's that, like, you were that guy? She's like, I got you. And I was like, is she pointing at me, Nick? And he was like, I think so. And I was like, cool. Yeah. So she like slowed it down. But I got off real good um, and busted my ass. Yeah. Over and, and over. If there's one thing that's going to happen, it's that. Like, and I mean, I, I started to pick up and I could go really fast, but then I was just like chicken shit out. Like, yeah, well. the second day I got a refund of my lift ticket 
and use that money to go snowmobiling. Hey, you know what? <laughs> and it was I, okay, awesome. I'm gonna be honest. The way you started the story, I was like, if he tells me that he miraculously like pulled this off, I'm calling like, him out. This would be the most no insane shot. story I've ever heard. I'm not no gonna shot. lie. I didn't know which direction I was gonna go. I was like, I this is either like the most inspirational story. It was riveting. Or no, complete shit show. Everybody asked me how it went. I had to, I had to be like, yeah, it wasn't wasn't good. Yeah, you're definitely, if there's one thing you're going to have, it's a bruised ass. Yeah. I, have, I have the videos. Maybe, and you never really maybe stop. Maybe we'll post them on here. Mitch getting up, going about 10 foot, <laughs> and just falling down again. And like watching the videos, I was going so slow, but I could have swore I was fucking flying. Just, yeah. Like, and uh, ended up dislocating my shoulder. Oh. Did, I I did you really? Yeah. Dang. And then popped it right back in out of adrenaline, I guess. Oh, wow. It was like a 10 out of 10 pain, and I like jumped up real quick and did this, and it like popped. That's man, hey, that's that's like a that's a good reflex to have. It was awful. You just snapped in. You're like, I'm gonna just do this. I'm gonna get it over with while I got yeah. this adrenaline. That's. I mean, that's the story you tell. It's yeah, like, you're like I, I just mean, popped my shoulder like, blade. Is that back your first in, date story? Back in place. No. Is that what you tell, should tell girls on your first no. date? <laughs> I, I don't. I'm too competitive, so I don't really tell a lot of people that I'm bad at snowboarding. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I still I would like to think I'm good at it. <laughs> I like don't really want to do something I'm not good at. So the <laughs> fact that you're good at snowboarding is bad fucking ass. Well, thank you. Do you ever? Yeah, I mean, she dips. I mean. That's insane. Do you you still snowboard ever? You know, give it up. No, I mean, I haven't like given it up. I haven't gone in forever just because I haven't really had the opportunity. I've been living here. I've been on the road a ton. Um, I would love to go. My sister and I have actually been trying to like plan a trip because she snowboards too. She used to compete a little bit too back in the day. And uh, and then she keeps having kids, so (laughs) (laughs) it hasn't happened yet. But I would love to go. Like if I had the opportunity, I would a hundred percent be down. Do you think you'd still shred? Like yeah, I mean, she wouldn't be trying to do no tricks. No, I would definitely not be trying any tricks. I, I the. The level of stupidity, like, I mean, I would be so mad if I, like, fell and broke my wrist. I've broken bro- both my wrists twice. Oh, wow. Each twice. And so, I'm like, if I fell and broke my wrist and I couldn't play guitar, I would be so mad at my, like, yeah. it's just not worth it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely, I'd go, I'd, I'd go shred, tested. like, I'd go ride. I'd Have just, you snowboarded? No, I can't barely walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know my limits. I know that nothing that involves it's coordination. Good to know what you're good at. Yeah. No, yeah. nothing physical yeah, is my expertise. Yeah. Um. So we have a this thing. Uh, do you think that this Mitch looks like your Mitch? I can see some resemblances. Yeah, because like, he gets it the, all the, the time. The hat, like they it wear the same. Happens. They wear the same style the hat. The yeah. beard. You guys are are you're uh, husky. You're barrel chested men. You know, yeah, you have a presence. I definitely have some pounds on him. Like, when, on like Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell always walks like he's ready to start some shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, and he's he's got, and it's that, and then the way I, I've been told, his dad, the ten and two, his feet at ten yeah. and two. He put that in one of his songs. Sadly, I didn't, I never got to meet his dad, but his mom has told me, and he he has the same thing. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, the first time that I. I don't think we met, but the first time I saw you like in public, you had a dip in your mouth, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Dude, that girl might kick my ass if I like look at her." <laughs> I mean, I, Trey, I'm a, I'm older and wiser now. I would never yeah. try to take on a man of your size, but if you were my size, I might. <laughs> yeah. What about the guy that screamed, "Show me your tits"? Oh, he, I didn't have to take care of him. Yeah. I didn't even. I didn't have to touch him. Yeah, I, I knocked was that him out. <laughs> that was uh, in Ontario. Um, I was like really excited about this show because I was headlining. It was one of the mm-hmm. first times I headlined like a pretty big festival and yeah. it was in my home province. And the thing about that night too was like they were delayed and then like 
the opener went like way, way over their set time. And I was kind of like pissed off. Like you just, you just don't do that. I mean, mm -hmm. a couple minutes or oh, whatever, yeah. I understand. Yeah. But like you do that, you're fine. After, <laughs> after a certain point, it's, you know, it's like, yeah. man, that, you just don't do that. Yeah. And it was already a late set time to begin with mm -hmm. for after people have been drinking in the heat since, you well, know. Yeah, you want to play. You want to play for people that are like, there's like always that present still, well, not just yeah, hammered yeah, not and like, like this passing on the out. Subs, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you want, you want, you want. If you're the headliner, you should have the best slot, yeah. like the best crowd, whatever. And, and you've earned it. Yeah, to get that, right. to that point. Yeah. And so I was kind of pissed because like the crowd dwindled a little bit because some of these people had kids and stuff, mm -hmm, you know. Yeah. And so the, I was just, I was just already kind of frustrated yeah. on edge. We get out there. We start playing and I, and like a couple songs in, I'm over it. I'm good. Yeah. We're playing. The crowd's great. And then I was tuning my guitar and introducing a song, and I and I hear this guy yell, "Show me your tits." And I just I just ignored it. I, I you know didn't do anything. Kept tuning. Started talking again, and he says it again louder. And I just went, "Today I have the time." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I went on to I don't I should someone should actually count how many times I said fuck in that video because it's a lot. Yeah. I just said you. I was like, get the fuck out. Were you making fuck eye, you. Were you making eye contact? Oh, with I was looking. Well, because when first I was like, who said that? And crickets. And I was like, no, don't be a, don't be a pussy. Admit it. Yeah. Who fucking said that? Yeah. And everybody just kind of goes. <laughs> and like they all just like yeah. totally snitched on him and i was like you get the fuck out yeah. get the fuck out i was like i didn't like work my whole life like doing this like for you to degrade me to like show yeah. me your tits like oh this isn't a fucking strip club i work too damn hard motherfucker fuck you yeah <laughs> just, right. the, the crowd got riled up and oh into yeah it. they my band was like my band behind me was the best part they were just like yeah <laughs> like, i feel like they, if I'm, you know like if i'm shouting to a guy show your tits it's funny but like right. you do it to a girl like fuck you man yeah you know just well, completely it's just, disrespectful yeah it's just like like I, i'm literally i'm like pouring my blood sweat and tears mm -hmm. out on the stage with these songs that like i painstakingly wrote and created yeah. and like i'm trying to put on a show and you are degrading me to that yeah like fuck you yeah. and anybody the worst the worst as supportive as most people were the worst were the people who are like you know it's part of your job you just need to get over it i said no the mm -hmm. fuck it isn't not at all it's you not my what? fucking job like if we were sitting in a fucking boardroom having a meeting and this woman was making a presentation and someone said show us your tits like would someone be like well you just need to get over it it's part of your job. job fuck no. you yeah. i think that you, you can't be that dumb can you but yeah. people can oh, yeah anybody God. that says that is uh not on your team you no know? i don't that's i don't and, and you know what are, like, they ain't no more right <laughs> that's what i mean like that's the thing is like that stuff used to bug me but then I'm like, wait, you don't want to be associated with those people. You yeah. don't want them as fans. Right. Exactly. Like, I don't want your fucking money. I don't want you at all. Yeah. You stay the fuck away. Like, we're we're vibing over here doing cool yeah. shit, and you suck. <laughs> so did they kick the guy out immediately? Like, did you get to oh, watch yeah. him get no, fucking he was, thrown he was out? Taking out I, and I heard from a few people that he got his ass kicked in the Hell parking yeah. lot. Yeah, his ex-girlfriend actually slid into my DMs. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. And she was just like, I, I can't remember if she said she was you there. You have a screenshot of it? Uh, probably somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really like. That's all good. I just, I just, and I didn't want to like, I would never like show it or anything yeah. out of respect for her. Yeah. But um, she, you know, she just basically, I can't remember if she said she was at the show or her. she heard about it, but she basically was just like, I used to date him. He's a fucking asshole. Like, thank you for doing that. Like, that makes me feel better. Like, I feel it kind of feel like you stood up for me too, you know? And, oh, yeah. and I was just like, fuck yeah, girl. I was like, that guy's a loser. I just embarrassed him. Like, I just 
I literally knocked him out in the crowd yeah. <laughs> without yeah. touching him. Yeah, Isn't it every badass. girl's dream to like have their ex publicly humiliated? Right? Like, like literally, that's my I would have, if I knew, if I thought yeah. I could pay for that at any point in time, yeah. I would have paid for it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. by somebody else so that you don't look like the crazy yeah, ex. Yeah, your hands you're just are like clean. sitting back. You're, like, yeah. you're just sitting there like, oh, well, I knew sucks. he was a piece of shit. No, everyone else does too. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. I love the people ratting him out. They're like, yep, this guy. Not it guy. was him. Well, because that's the thing. Like they were annoyed too. Like nobody thought he was funny like they were enjoying the show and he was disrupting it like it wasn't just me like throwing a fit and being being a diva like they were they didn't they were pissed off too yeah like it's just it's like not funny dude oh well you can't take a joke a joke the prerequisite of a joke being a joke is that it's fucking funny yeah (laughs) like when did that get funny (laughs) yeah i remember um like the first time i ever saw anybody do something like that was jason isabel somebody was fighting at his show Mm mm-hmm and like his music's so chill, like yeah, it's not right. somewhere. That's not the place. He, he was like, "This isn't the you. You might do that somewhere, but you're not going to do that here." Right. And like, he's like, you know, took he, he got the security. He's like, "Take this guy back there to give him his money back and kick him out." Like yeah. I was like, "That's badass," you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. We had a fight break out at one of our shows um, in Anderson one time. And I was like, y'all got to break that up. There's only like fucking 200 people in here. If they kick, you know, we're going to be fighting yeah. like five people. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Let's not we, we really that. need you here. Yeah, we need you here. That's awesome. Trying to put on the show. Um, so just uh, just to go back for a second, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, me and, me and you have crossed paths, you know, just being in town. Mm-hmm. But like, I know you're from Canada, mm-hmm. but like, how did you... Um, like so did you just after your snowboarding incident mm-hmm. you just started playing music were you playing like mm-hmm. acoustic gigs at first or like did you like were well, you writing songs or how did all that come I had out? already been like I had already been doing music while I was snowboarding too mm-hmm. like my first band I think we were like 13 or 14 and my friend Hill she who's also now like a very successful songwriter producer in her own right in Canada um she was like, she was that, she played guitar and she was just like, cool. And she's like, hey, do you want to be in my band and sing? And I was like, hell yeah. So we found a drummer and a bass player and like our principal at the school gave us a room to like make it like our jam room. Yeah, Damn, that's cool. And dude, we used to were like. like a duo or were we all no, just like. A, it was, no, it was, she was mostly singing harmonies yeah. and I was singing lead. I wasn't playing guitar at this yeah. point. I was just singing. Did you come up with a cool name or was it just uh, your name? Yeah, we did. We were called the Sirens. Oh, nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. so our gigs initially, <laughs> we literally would, we would, our principal would let us miss like our first, like per- not period of classes, but whatever it was, like assembly kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we would go to other schools and play for their assembly. Oh, that's sick. Like, what school their assembly this? was the Sirens yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> and it was that's just like cool. kids sitting yeah. there in a gymnasium and we're just there. <laughs> what kind of music were you playing? Was it country music or more like? No, it was like, okay, like we did a lot of No Doubt covers. I was oh, yeah. obsessed with Don't Gwen Stefani. So I would say we weren't, but we weren't. We weren't like Scott. We weren't like, I mean, we were a four piece band of like 13 year olds. You know, we did have a cool, our bass player though, she was older. So we had like the cool older bass player in our band, Mm -hmm. you know, which kind of legitimized us. Bought y'all beer and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Brought us. The, the, the well, cool the drinking status. age is over there is what? Like 18? 18 it was 19 where I grew up. Um, there's a couple provinces where it's 18. Where I, So when I went to university in Montreal, the drinking age was 18. And I was already 18 nice. in my first year. And so like our Frosh Week is insane. 
What is because, a frosh week? Um, I don't know what, what's the I don't know what's the term for like like assembly have, week or like like a, do you have a week before classes start where you just party? Syllabus week. It's syllabus week. Mm. Syllabus week. Where okay. you just get syllabus. You go to class, but they just hand out like what we're gonna do. You don't really yeah, study. Yeah, no. See, we don't. We, this we don't. Do, this is like nothing to do with school. Like classes, yeah. nothing. It's literally like you just come to campus and there's just like drinking games and activities and and like bar crawls mm. and like like we did like they it's did like, like welcome a, to hell. we like yeah. put on like a show. <laughs> like made up a dance and like did yeah. this, the dance from old school and had um it, we we didn't have ky jelly but the yeah. wrestling we just yeah. had like the wrestling <laughs> and yes i did it um that might come out one day yeah. but <laughs> anyway uh did you crazy so were you in the sirens in college or did that no did that, that, that kind of dissipated um after so after my injury I, that's when I ended up going to mm -hmm. school because I wasn't going to snowboard. And so I went, I was studying opera. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> um, I d also did all the Royal Conservatory, like, grades. Because um, I start when I started singing lessons, like, 12 years old. And I did one of your, year of that, and I hated it. But I loved the city and, like, the people and the school. Mm. I just didn't like the program. I was like, I, I kind of did opera because I was, like, good at it. But I wasn't, like, really passionate about it. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll go do this. <laughs> And so then I switched into the jazz program and I met a, cu a couple guys that were players, like horn players and stuff. And we started a band called the New Groove Orchestra. And it was nine dudes and me. We had like a oh, full, wow. full horn section, rhythm section. And I was just a singer. I didn't play. And this was kind of like when I really started songwriting and like collaborating yeah. kind of. Um, so like a lot of the guys would bring me like arrangements and then I would just write like the melody and, and lyrics or like we'd write something together and we did some cool shit. Like we toured, that was my first taste of the road yeah. and I loved it. And that's saying a lot when you're jammed into a van with nine dudes that yeah, haven't brutal. showered yeah. in God knows how long you're sleeping on people's floors and couches. Was it more of country or was it more? It like was literally like tower of power funk band. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It was, it was like I. That feels like another lifetime. Were you for playing me. at this time or just singing? Still? I was just, just singing, singing still. Cool. Yeah, you can find these videos somewhere on YouTube. Those, yeah. I mean, dude, we opened for Aretha Franklin at Montreal Jazz Badass. Fest. We opened for Tedeschi Trucks Band at the Toronto oh, Jazz sick. Fest, which like I almost lost. I, that's the one time in my life that I got let my nerves get to me on stage for like one song. I was off. I was like freaking out. Yeah. And then I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Get your head out of your ass and do what you know how to do." And yeah. then I was fine. And I've like never had stage fright since because I was so mad at myself for like that one song where yeah. I knew I was fucking up. <laughs> That's great. From there, what do you what'd you do after that? So after that, you can get a sip of that. I tried to. Uh, oh, thank you. Do you um, drink Miller Lite on the rig, or what's your what's your beer um, choice? My go tos are Miller Lite or Shinerbach. Nice. I've been on a big Shiner kick lately. Nice. You ever um, had those McElwain? So good. It's a mm -hmm. Texas beer, right? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, it is. So I fucked around in college, did that, hated it, and decided um, I, I was like, I want to write songs and like get a record deal. I mm -hmm. don't need a degree. I don't want to yeah. do this. And um, I had a really great singing teacher at the time. Um, I At this point, I had transferred to Humber College in Toronto because they had a slightly looser program. It wasn't so like traditional. Like I, I started, I was in a bluegrass ensemble while I was there. So then I ended up in a band with a guy from the town that I grew yeah. up in and we were a duo first and the stone sparrows. And then we became, um, or wait, sorry. No, we ended up being the stone sparrows as the band. We got my, my buddy Jim playing upright bass and my buddy Oliver on fiddle. You met Oliver because mm -hmm. he played that show with us. Oh, that's right. So we've been playing together for a long, long time. time. Yeah. yeah. 
And so, yeah, then we were in this bluegrass band and like made a couple records. We like did toured all of Canada, East Coast, West Coast, everywhere in between. Um, and I loved it. And then, well, I'm leaving a part out. Sam and I were dating. <laughs> okay. So he, we were kind of like, it wasn't like a duo. It was kind of like we would trade off. Like mm -hmm. he would sing a song lead. So I would sing a song lead, harmonies, that kind of thing. He was wicked guitar player, mandolin player, like really talented. And then jam on bass, whatever. And uh, I played guitar and banjo, Ollie on fiddle. Yeah. And well, Sam and I broke up Yeah. And after four years. Oh, wow. That's a but long time. But we decided, yeah, I mean, we lived together, you know. And but it was like it was relatively amicable. Like it was it was sad and difficult. Yeah. But we were like, you know, we started something really great. Like mm -hmm. feels shitty to like let the other guys down. Like, can we try and make this work? Yeah, and right. still play together. And if there's one thing about me, I'm never gonna let a man know my feelings are hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, totally, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he started dating one of my friends and Ooh. we went on the road and <laughs> stayed together for a year as a band. And then it just, it kind of fell apart for a lot of reasons too. Like Ollie and Jim started a brewery and like, they all kind of had other things yeah. that they were wanting to do. And for me, it was only that. Yeah. So yeah. that's where that then begins the era of Megan Patrick, Patrick solo. Yeah, that's when you realize that, yeah. hey, this is my dream, mm -hmm. you know? And that's yep. like, uh, it was, was weird it at first. You, yeah, it was you that said, you know, it's like you can you can go play for you know all these other people. They can go play for somebody else, but at the end mm -hmm. of the day, yeah, you know, only only all you got is you. Yeah, so this is right. like, yeah. yeah. Well, and, but you know what? And though, nobody's like, gonna like work harder. Yeah. For what you want, than you, than you. No, but you know what? Again, though, like I look back on that, and I'm really glad everything happened. I'm like I'm glad I had that experience of always being. A, a band as opposed to like a solo artist because I think it's given like I think it helps me create a really good energy with my band now oh, for sure. and understanding the, the importance of that and and that chemistry and having your band be like family to you like yeah. mm -hmm. I don't want to be on the road with a bunch of hired guns that are great players that's yeah. just like yeah. you spend more time with your band than your own freaking family like they need to be sure. like family too and and that was one of the biggest challenges I faced moving to Nashville because I like lost my band. The mm. only person that came with me was was Ollie. Wow. And um, so I went through like a ton of players, and you know how stressful it is trying to get players. You Trust got a gig me. showing Going up, right and you got now. then you got to pay money you don't have for a rehearsal, and like yeah. you know it's just it's just exhausting and it's inefficient, but yeah. it's just a reality when you're at a certain point in your career mm -hmm. and like, especially, you know, being with Mitchell, he's had the same band. I mean, his brother is his yeah. bass player. He's had yeah. the same band pretty much since day one, except for he has a drummer now that's been with them for a few years. Yeah. Who's now like family. Yeah. And, and, and I've been on the road with them and like, they have it, yeah. they have that, that it factor as, as a group in a band. And I feel really lucky because I feel like I'm, I'm just now I'm getting that. I've had my, my drummer, Brian, he's been with me. Three years or two years? Probably three years now. Yeah. And then um, I just more recently brought on Lenny, my guitar yeah. player. And Latavius is now playing guitar for me. Oh, nice. Hell and yeah. so Lat Lenny and Latavius are are the same person, basically. Yeah. They're they're codependent. <laughs> like, Extensions of each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love them. Like they're just two of my favorite people. Like they're they're fun. We have the same sense of humor. We all like to smoke some weed. <laughs> and yeah. and we love the music. Like they 
they love my music like genuinely and yeah. that and that makes a difference in how For they play sure. you know they also and never want to let you down it's no, the cutest like, thing like <laughs> it's we, we were backstage at a show once and they were like telling me they're like well i could have done this but i could have done this and it was all came back like not because they their egos was like but it was because they wanted to do yeah. Yeah. a great job for Megan. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, great. I promise nobody noticed or, you know, any of these little it's things. Hard, that it's they harder think to about. find that in a mm -hmm. band than you think. Cause there's a ton of talented guys. That's kind yeah. of yeah. like the, the base, the bare minimum, really. Yeah. I mean, it's Nashville. Everyone's yeah, it's talented. Nashville. Everyone can play. Right. And especially like, I'm, and not to like put down my own music or anything, but it's not, it's not fucking rocket science. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's country music. Country music, <laughs> You know, it's not yeah. like anything that crazy. And so anybody can learn that. But like, can you be a good person? Can you have the same like morals as me? Can, can you, you be a good hang? Yeah, yeah. Can you be a good hang? Um, can I trust you around my sister? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. can I, like, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, or my mom or my dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Like I don't know. I I think that's like really important, and it feels good when you when you finally feel like you get that, and sure. they're matching your energy and your work ethic. I think so, though that goes into like your character. Like, yeah, you said you, you set the tone. Being in a band before and then going solo, like, you have like a good grasp on like empathy for your other members definitely and, yeah and just being a good person which like, makes it hard sometimes to be the boss the leader yeah and it goes back to like what you're saying every everything is um much better when you earn it yeah yeah, yeah. and you know you just you earned all that stuff by your experience there's of, no shortcut things, to a lot yeah. of these lessons like yeah. you have to you just have to live them and go, go through, through them it, you cannot yeah. you cannot skip those steps and i'm not i'm not trying to like throw shade on anybody but we see artists come into this town quickly and skip a lot of steps. And aside from the fact that like, yeah, we all like secretly are kind of pissed off about it. Like what the fuck yeah. beyond that, like on the, in the grand scheme of things, it sucks for those artists because a lot of them don't survive that. Yeah. And they kind of, they kind of like get shot down before they ever really but had even, a chance. You I know? think too, that like even some of those artists that say have never played a four hour cover gig before, and then they have a song that really pops off mm -hmm. and you know, whether they get blasted on TikTok for whatever, mm -hmm. something they did at a show or yeah. vice versa, those people still have every expense at their fingertips to yeah. like get better. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. think it just comes down to the person. It's like, yeah. okay, am I going to let this ruin occasion me or, or like, you know, yeah. am I going to do it? Yeah. Well, and I guess at the end of the day, that's how it needs to be. It's survival of the like fittest. Like the Nick how Jonas guitar solo. Y'all remember oh, that? Oh, Lord. <laughs> That was how could I forget? That was terrible, but yeah, like, it really was. I mean, it was awful. Oh, That's the worst thing die. I've ever seen. I would die. You know, <laughs> but like, you know, pass away. Even then, when that happened, I remember like people just going to town on him on like yeah. social media and stuff. I'm like, whatever. He's Nick Jonas. Like, yeah. Jonas Brothers. Like, he's yeah. going to get better. He's not going to yeah. let that like yeah. keep him down. Well, and it's like, also, fuck those people. Like, okay, like Chad Kroger, for example. Yeah. People love to hate Nickelback. And so I, I know Chad. He produced half my first record. Yeah. We, him and I co-wrote my very first single ever. Mm -hmm. And I fucking love Chad. He is he is a wonderful human. I mean, yeah. he, he's humble. He's He was very, like, very gracious and generous to me. Like, he had no reason to give me a chance. Yeah. But he did. He gave me a chance. I, I got in a room with him, and I guess I impressed him. And then he, like, after we wrote that song, he was like, send me what you're writing. Like, I want to hear what you're up to, which... Mm -hmm. Didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, he could have just, I wrote her the song and whatever. Yeah. And so I sent him a duet that I wrote and he flipped over and he's like, I fucking love this. Like, can I produce it? I was like, um, yeah, can I afford you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and again, like 
very generous. You yeah. know, he made it work. And yeah. we went in and he also is the person that got Joe Nichols to sing on it. Yeah. I was, I was nobody. I had, I had one single, yeah. you know? And he just was like, cause he asked me, he's like, who would you want? I was like, well, like if I could have anyone or like realistically, yeah. <laughs> and he's like anyone. I was like, I wanted that, that really classic country mm-hmm. sound. I said, Joe Nichols. Yeah. He goes, Oh, I know Joe. He's like, I'll ask him. I was like, all right, Chad, cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you know, Damn. and I think it was like maybe like a week or two later, not too long. He texts me. He's like, Joe's in. Damn. I was like, what? He's like, he's going to do the song. I was like, if this is a joke, this is a really mean joke, Chad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, I'm serious. He's doing it. He's like, he's like, he can't do it in Nashville. He's like, I'm going to go out on the road with him and get his vocal. He's like, I know that's, I know you would have loved to go in the studio, but that's just yeah. how it works. I was like, no, like hundred percent. Like, he's however, on the song, yeah, he's on the, song, he's on the song. That's cool. So he did it. And that was my first top 10 at radio. Yeah. That's and, all that. and like, Genicles actually after that came out, um, I was at CRS, I was coming out of my hotel room. This is before I lived here and I'm walking down the hall and freaking Joe Nichols walks out of the room, like three doors down. And I was just like, oh, like I froze. Cause he's also like like very handsome. Yeah. <laughs> like he's kind of disarmingly like handsome. Yeah. He's like a Disney prince or something. <laughs> like, like what? And so I was like, do I say something? Do I not say something? And something in me was like, say something. So yeah. I was like, Hey, uh, Joe, I almost said Mr. Nichols. I was like, no, that's yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Hey Joe, I'm like, I know this is super random. I'm like, but, um, I'm Megan Patrick and you just sang on my song and I, in my head, I'm like, please know what I'm talking about. Please yeah, know what I'm talking yeah. about. And he goes, Oh, he's like, Oh my gosh. He's like, that is such a great song. And Hey, he's like, that, that's awesome. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like I couldn't come do it in town. And he was so nice. And like, yeah. I told him, I was like, yeah, it's my first top 10. And he's like, hell yeah. Like nicest guy ever. Yeah. And so, which is cool. Cause like, some, you know, they say like, don't meet your heroes and like people meet someone and they're like a dick and you're like, oh, and it just breaks your heart, you yeah. know? Yeah. What was it like the first time you heard yourself uh, on the radio? <sighs> hmm. How old were you? I was in the drive-thru at Dairy Queen. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Getting myself a little treat. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like just about to pull out i would just like honestly there's not much to do so i would literally i would just get ice cream and drive around back roads and listen to music whatever and um i was like pulling out and all of a sudden it was you know when the radio's down low and you kind of hear something and you're like is that what i think is it and i was like why does that sound familiar and so i turned it up and i'm like oh my god you're by yourself and i'm by myself and i'm like looking around i'm like i can't even tell anyone what like what do i do and i'm like i'm just like freaking out and so i think i called my sister and i was like i'm on the radio and i'm like screaming and then i'm trying to take a video like and then i was like no you know what this moment's for me Mm -hmm. and i just like pulled over on the side of the road and i just sat there and like just grinned and cried and was just like fuck yeah Yeah. (laughs) you did it (laughs) that's better we uh uh, so I um, played a show in my hometown uh, shortly after DDID came out, and they were like, "We want to play one of your other songs, like on the radio." I know they it's did, not like they didn't want to do. Oh, of down. course, no, of course. Why not. is that? Yeah. Was it? Is it a tempo thing? I think it was the butt fucked. You know that's that's where they cut me off. That's where people get weird. Room, so you know, you know, you know. Well, that's not very inclusive of them. Yeah. Justice for butt fucking. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> Are you going to make that a t-shirt? You're welcome. They played Shut the Door, and I remember just like, it was one of my songs that I put out like in August two years ago, and 
I remember I was in the truck and I like rolled down the window and like to the person next to me, I was like, Hey, I'm on the radio. I just want to let you know that. Honestly, if someone had been anywhere close by, I would have done the same thing. But I I just recently bought a new truck and like I ride around and listen to the highway because it has satellite radio. Right. Came like with the. With a it, year yeah. deal because you're fancy, you fancy now. Yeah, like, yeah. Fancy now. I don't have that all right Just show it off about it. And I'm just like hear people that I know in town on the radio, and I'm just like, man, this is so cool. Because like years, you know, two years ago, we were all figuring out how we were going to try and pay our mm-hmm. rent. You know, it's well, like honestly, it's so cool. I, yeah, I honestly sometimes feel like hearing your friends on the radio is like as powerful as hearing yeah. yourself because like yeah. like I remember like the first time hearing Laney on the radio yeah. and like. I, I was crying. Like, it was yeah. just like, because I remember I was sitting with Lainey. We were on a writer's retreat, all the girls, and we we're sitting down by the creek. Casey's drunk redneck ass is fishing, yeah. obviously, <laughs> or trying to. Yeah. And me and Lainey are sitting in her truck, and we were, like, playing some demos and just talking. And she kind of, like, breaks down. She's like, man, she's like, I'm getting tired. She's like, I just don't know yeah. when this is going to happen. She's like, I've been doing this a long time. I, I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. And yeah. You know, she was, like, feeling really down about it. And I was like, Lainey, I'm like, I need you to hear me on this. I'm like, if there is one fucking person in this whole town, I would bet every dollar I have, it's you. Like, you're doing everything right. I'm like, it's just, it just is, it takes time. And the stars have to align and like but it's going to happen yeah. and you have she's to know that she's a fucking superstar yeah, yeah. I mean like, if it didn't happen I just would have quit like, like if she wasn't my friend point. I would hate her I'd be like yeah. fuck you you just got everything <laughs> you're like a, you're say. like amazingly yeah. talented and a good person and yeah. like beautiful and like yeah. <laughs> hilarious and y'all do have a um y'all do have an awesome like little friend group you know y'all yeah. credit for each other I cannot tell you what a blessing my my girls are because yeah. i mean one now works with me and um <laughs> it's it well two actually now and Corey yeah Corey. Corey, my tour manager and you know i i never really had a lot of really close female friends growing up like i had i had friends but like well i was just a tomboy i played a lot of sports mm-hmm. and you know it just i just was around guys all the yeah. time and um so it wasn't until I, I moved to Nashville, all of a sudden, the first night I was in town, I met yeah. Casey and Lainey. The oh, first wow. night. <laughs> Casey and I had followed each other on Instagram, but we didn't know each other. We yeah. were just like, you're like, you like hunting and you're cool. Like, I'll yeah. follow you. You say dad gum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, me and Ollie, we'd driven from Canada 14 hours that day. Yeah. And we're like, let's go get a beer and see if there's some music. So we end up at Basement East and I'm standing in line and I hear behind me, Megan Patrick. And I turn around, I'm like, Who's who knows me here? Yeah, and she's like, "Hey, it's me, Casey Tyndall from North Carolina." <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, dude!" I was like, "What's up?" She's like, "Oh my god, what are you doing here?" I thought she lived in Canada, and I was like, "Actually, as of today, I live in Nashville." And she's like, "Oh my god!" She's like, "You gotta, you gotta meet my roommate Lainey. Like, you're like a real ass country girl. Like, you're like a fucking redneck. And like, me and Lainey, we're country. And you need to come out to the house and like do that." And she's just like going off, and I was like. Okay, I'm like, I'm hell yeah. yeah. So I meet Lainey. We like exchange numbers. I think like the next weekend I hit her up and we started hanging out and like they're they're sisters now. They were both yeah. backstage with me at, at the Opry and like. Man, that's awesome. And it's just we the feeling be- between like all of us, like Randy was also one of my first friends. I met her mm, maybe only a few months after I, I moved. It wasn't long after. Yeah. Um, like. You were telling me about how you just moved here. Mm. But I do have to say your Casey Tyndall impression gets better every time you tell a story. I've really been perfecting <laughs> it. Like, it like, nailed it. Hey, I do want to say this for the record to uh, a few people that 
I know for sure watch our and listen to our podcast, Randy, and then um, Jason, Jason yeah. Schaefer. Mm-hmm. There he is. Um, because they love my song, Whiskey Miss Me. It's their favorite song. My uncle requests that at every wedding, just yeah. so you know. They <laughs> want amazing. it. And, and then they just awkwardly stare at me. They want me to put it back in the set, but, you know, I kind of wrote that song about my ex-wife, and I'm just like. You just don't want to play it kind of ever done it. Yeah. Anyways, Randy was the girl in the video. So, it was. That yeah. was like my That's big right. I forgot fame. about that. Yeah, that's yeah. how we met. It's fun telling people that, by the way. Like, whenever your name comes up, I'm like, oh, I was in this music video. And they're like, what? <laughs> Especially all, like, the coordinators that, like, work under me. And, like. Yeah, that was, like. How many years ago? F- five? 2017. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Six Damn. years ago. Um, yeah. We like, recorded the song on the day that the eclipse happened. Okay. Yeah. Dang, that was a lifetime ago. Yeah. That thing where everybody bought the special glasses to look yeah. at, the, at the sun. <laughs> yeah. That was ridiculous. It, it was pretty cool in Nashville. I heard in Alabama it wasn't like as cool. Yeah, I was in, in Nash- Alabama when it happened. In yeah. Nashville it was pretty cool. Like it did get dark and I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, it wasn't that cool for us. We all just looked at the sky. I think I was on a plane when that happened, and we were, like, flying in. I I feel like we kind of flew in, like, as it was happening and, like, saw it from the airport. It was weird, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I was, like, in some parking lot. I went to Martin's Barbecue that day, and I saw Ralphie May, which, rest in peace, he's a Mm stand-up comedian. But I wish I would have been, like, on a lake somewhere, like, seeing what the fish did. I was standing in a creek somewhere. I still don't – I don't even know where. But, like, we pulled off and we just went to the water. Like, you get to morning bite or, like, you know, what? Yeah, Yeah. probably freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I was at work. Love to know. I just Um, remember the weird glasses. (laughs) Is there a big difference between Canada and here? For Um, everything, music, Some ways, yes. Some ways, no. So, like, I feel like – the fans are not that different. Like, yeah. I, like I don't know. I think a lot of people that haven't been to Canada or tour Canada don't realize like there are some serious country fans in Canada. Super I mean, intense, yeah. Big time. like intense, yeah. like just as much, if not more, diehard than than fans I've seen here. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing too is like as big as Canada is, there's actually not that many markets to play, and so. And, and so it's hard to tour and make money and like make it make sense. It's also like it's a ton of driving. So if you're not on a bus, like you're driving 10, 12 hours on like no sleep, like yeah. in a fucking van in a trailer in the middle of winter. I've done it. And it is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. I've never been to Canada, but like if I had to use my imagination, like I've always just like thought of it, it would be like driving through the Midwest, like North and South Dakota. The middle, the middle yeah. part, like, yeah, there's a lot like Saskatchewan, Manitoba, like it's yeah. very, very flat and open and literally nothing. Like no cell like you, phone like service. You need, you need to like, like plan your gas stops yeah. accordingly because yeah. you could literally run out of gas and be nowhere near like mm-hmm. anything. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. So yeah, in that sense, like the touring is not ideal. It's, it's difficult. Um, Whereas like here, I mean, shit, you could tour Texas 365 days of the year yeah. and never run out of places to yeah. play. And that was that was a huge factor in me moving here yeah. and wanting a career here because I like to play. I love to tour. I want to do it all the time when I want, you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's different. And like it's that we have our own radio charts, too. So that's yeah. like separate. And, you know, like for me. And you've had number ones there, right? I've had one number one. Okay. Um, And um. So like, but for me, coming down here, I came I came down here with a number one song, two C, three CCMAs, and a Juno for country album of the year, which is like it's like our Canadian Grammys. Yeah, you know? wow, that's cool. And that didn't mean fuck all <laughs> to I've anyone never even heard here. Heard of that a Juno? Yeah, like it just it just doesn't it just doesn't translate, and that's fine. Like I I knew that coming here, that wasn't like a shock to me or anything, but it's 
been very humbling and it's been defeating at some at some points because it's like you I kind of got to a really high point I was crushing it I was winning all the awards headlining tour you know like getting a number one like I was there you know yeah and I was like all right well I want more bigger and so I moved here and I still toured I still kept up my career in Canada but trying to do that here too where I'm making like substantially less money here you're making here you know like if i'm touring in canada i'm on a bus i'm here and i'm like okay so i can afford two players in my band and like we're just hoping there's not like bed bugs in this hotel (laughs) you know so yeah but i mean because you're like big star there right well i'm and you've done yeah i'm gonna say a big that kind of sounds stupid it's that well you don't sound douchey but yes i i was successful i am successful (laughs) successful there and you like you know have put your work in over there to Mm -hmm. like be where you know and i I started from square one Mm -hmm. here and and you know and it's funny because like like, can you go into a walmart over there and or is it like I mean, in certain areas, like, yeah. I definitely do get recognized, which is still w- crazy to yeah. me. Like, very cool. Like, n- never in, like, a, like, crazy way. People aren't, like, mobbing me. It's yeah. not like if Morgan Wallen walked in somewhere. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I, I feel that. Like, but the other night, we went to Broadway, and this lady, like, saw oh. me in there. And, like, Mitch was there. She was, like, videoing me. Like, zooming in on I my hate that. face and stuff. Yeah. Like, don't Wait, did you will, why did you did you willingly go to Broadway? I love Broadway. Uh, don't God. be hating on me. I hate I'm it. Not, no, I'm not but hating on you. You're I'm sober too. Yeah, like, like yeah, but it's like me, being sense. sober on Broadway is my actual nightmare in every well, y'all single gotta way. Realize that I've been sober for this year will be 16 years. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So, um, you know, I, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm really comfortable in my own skin, so to say. Oh, no, oh, yeah. It's I not like, just sober and anything else. It's it's the Broadway. That's it's the just that, pretty like, crazy. Yeah. And a lot of the time, I'm just running off anxiety. So it's like, I'm kind of yeah. drunk anyway. You wouldn't even so. know. You wouldn't even know he was sober. You wouldn't even know. No, I, know, I mean, I've, but I've I been love, around you. I just personally don't yeah. like being around drunk people like that in that mm-hmm. setting when I'm sober. That's well, That gives me anxiety. Yeah. Also, as like well, a girl that like looming over, like just drunk people. I just like suddenly feel like I'm in danger all the time yeah. <laughs> like i need to be watching my back because like you get drinks you know people put shit in your yeah. drinks guys like shit's getting weird in nashville yeah, like true. i went on a party and, bus the other night i've oh never God. done that i'll never do that no <laughs> and being then confined we to, in a small uh, space with a bunch of what did you compare people? it to no. being on a bus uh, band, and moving have you ever been on a bandwagon before they're like smaller bus it's like a bucket truck but it has eight, eight bunks it's like it. a moving mm-hmm. truck but they and it, it's, it's a rough ride, but it, that's what I compared it to. But we went to the the Beaver. What's it called? What McWayne? What's that? Wild one? Beaver. With wild, the, with wild the Beaver. Uh, wild the Beaver. I felt like I wasn't even in, in, in Nashville. Yeah, but like we went in there and like it came like noon. I mean midnight. And I remember I like looked around. I was like, this is about the time where the people watching gets like real, real good, good. real good. Especially yeah. at the Beaver. <clears throat> I, I mean, know. if I could, if I could be in a <clears throat> somewhat like isolated space with some room around me to yeah, watch, same. yeah, like watch over, like I could sit and like chill and have a drink. But being in it, like it being in a crowd, like mm-hmm. I love playing for them. I do not like being in them. Yeah. Like Mitchell took me to my first like college football game last Christmas. We went to see it was Tennessee and uh, Vandy, and. It was like, I mean, we went and tailgated, we we're having fun, but then when everyone started filtering in, like it was just too many people yeah. for is the he, space. Has he made you a Vols fan now? Um or is he a bandy guy? He's actually he's actually an Alabama fan. Oh his, no, yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, his, about. His uncle, um his uncle played for them. So 
He's oh, got cool. family from Alabama. That's awesome. He, I mean, he, he cheers on the volunteers too, but like yeah. Alabama's his Roll team. Tide. Roll yeah. Tide. I'm all about um, Yeah, college football's the same as Broadway. I did not know There's that too much shoulder him. to shoulder. Yeah, it was just like a lot of really like drunk, like obnoxious people. And I was like getting to the point where I was like getting squished in, which makes my yeah. chest feel like it's going to explode. And I turned and looked at Mitchell. I was like, I'm going to start making moves. And I just need you to try and keep up with me. And I just, that's when, when I start getting that play, I'm getting, you're getting the fuck out of my way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pushing you. I'm doing it because most people are drunk. They're not even going to do anything. You just mm. push them out of the yeah. way and just go. How did y'all meet? Mitchell. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I was sitting in a tree stand waiting on a deer and my friend texted me and asked me if I would like wingman with her. She was going to go on this blind date. Which friend is this by the way? Cause it was Haley. I thought it was Haley. Somebody argued. Yeah. Are you in Sorry. Nashville at this point yeah. or no? Yeah, I'm living there now. Yeah. Cool. I've been there maybe a year and a bit, about a year. Um, <clears throat> so I'm like, all right, I can do that. You know, got to go make sure this guy's not going to make a lampshade out of her skin or like yeah. try and have sex with her. With <laughs> socks socks right there, <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you in on a little inside joke. We were talking about yeah. Trey wearing socks when he has sex. And I said, that's what? psycho killer shit. Yeah, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I just don't take my socks off unless I need the grip. I'm not going to lie, Trey. I think <laughs> it's unless fine. Unless I need the yeah. grip. I think do it's you have fine. grippy socks? Sometimes, no. the, sometimes the power comes from the socks. I'm going to yeah. get you I grippy socks for I'm your disgusted. birthday. Then. So what you're telling me is Jordan Rager wears Oh my God. <laughs> Jordan, got to come back All on, right. buddy. Well, that's something I didn't need to know about Jordan. Jordan's like my my brother. Oh, <laughs> and now you know something else about yeah. him. Well, okay. Like so, so does everyone else. Right yeah. Just go all the way yeah. through. So, <laughs> so anyway, I was like, I texted her. I was like, yeah, I can do that. I'm We're like, going to put Jordan on the screen. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be allowed to do any more podcasts. <laughs> yeah, he's going to put an end to that real quick. Um, so anyway... I text her. I was like, yeah, I'm like, I can do that. I'm like, but like, I need to go home and shower and change. Like I'm yeah. in full camo. I've, I've got like dough and estrus on my boots. Like I, I can't yeah. cover the bar like this. And she was like, no, no, no. Like I just, I need you to like, just come straight from there. Like I literally just need you to just walk in with me, make sure I'm cool. And then you can go. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Cause I didn't want to go out. Like I yeah. literally was just going for her. And at the time I was actually specifically trying to not date anybody. So I was like, great. I, I'm just going to go to the bar, not giving a fuck how I look, and then no guy's going to bother me, yeah. you know? Well, apparently that's the ultimate aphrodisiac for Mitchell Tenpenny, <laughs> a yeah. girl walking into the bar in camo smelling like dough yeah. and estrus. <laughs> he started rutting. <laughs> um, give a so, country, give a country. <laughs> so then um, it was actually, I was about to leave, and then Dallas Wilson was in the back room, and for some reason he had shaved half of his chest, and he had his like shirt over his head and this and i like looked and i was like what is this guy doing and then he pulls it down I'm like dallas what are, you, what are you doing dude so i started talking to him he introduces me to mitchell and he's talking to me he's trying to lay on the mitchell charm and i was having none of it yeah so then the next time so i just i kind of like left after a little while i run into him again at losers like i don't know maybe a couple weeks later and he walks up to me he goes hey miss female artist of the year and I was like, because I had just won at the mm -hmm. CCMAs. And I was like, uh, hey, and he goes, that's right. I creeped your Instagram. <laughs> he goes, I was, I was hard as a kneecap. <laughs> and I was, like, <laughs> was kind of taken aback because it was really funny, but I also didn't know him. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if you're just really funny or yeah. you're like a fucking creep. Like, yeah. so guys out there, yeah. apparently that's the line. Yeah. Well, that, I, that's how you sounds get, like some Mitchell charm to me. It didn't work yeah. that time either, though. I <laughs> still kind of like, I still kind of blew him off. And then the third time, Jared Mullins texted me to play darts with him at Rebar. He was hanging out with Jordan Schmidt, who was one of Mitchell's yeah. best friends. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess I showed up and Jordan texted Mitchell like, hey, 
camo girls here or whatever he yeah. called me so mitchell came and that was the first time also i think i talked to him where like we were not drunk yeah and we were just kind of it was like you know afternoon we just sat at the bar and started talking we ended up hanging out the whole night i left i was leaving like two days later to go on tour for a month in mm -hmm. canada so i was like fuck yeah <laughs> can't really be doing this right now and like i told him that and he was like well like i really like you he's like i mean just go do your thing and like we'll talk you know whatever yeah so i left with no expectations i'm like he's he's gonna text me for maybe a week and then he'll just like ghost me and like whatever so i just was like not open to it at all and he texted me every day we talked on the phone every day and then like three quarters of the way through the tour he's like so i kind of want to lock this down do you want a date and I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, um, I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then, so we get off the phone. I go out into the lounge and the bus and the girls were like, so what did Mitchell say? And I was like, he said he wants to date. I'm like, but I don't even know what that means now. Like, yeah. like are we exclusive? Yeah. Like, it's Am such I a loose girlfriend? term. Yeah, like. Yeah. He did you know, like, say lock it down though. Lock it I down. I know, but I was like, I need to know what that means. Like, yeah. and they're like, we should just ask him. And so I get back on the phone. I was like, okay, I don't want to make this weird, but like, what do you mean by like date? He's like, I mean, like, I don't want anybody else. Like I'm committing to you while you're in cold ass Canada. And, yeah. I, and I was like, all right, cool. So I go back, we're having like drinks or whatever, and I get a text from him like 30 minutes later. So just to be clear, I can tell everyone you're my girlfriend, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, and then it was like, when I finally got home, I was like, is this gonna be weird? We kind of created this whole relationship like over, the phone. over the phone, yeah. you know? And it, it wasn't, it was just, it was awesome. And yeah. then, and, and it was, I think the biggest part for both of us that was so important is that we were very focused on our careers. Mm -hmm. We understood that about each other and we gave each other the freedom, but we also made sure that the trust was there that like, yes, I'm taking this freedom to go do my job, but that's all I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I would never, Mitchell would never fuck around on me and vice versa. That's, yeah. And I know that. And that's why I married him. Cause I've never thought that about another man in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Which is important. Um, I think it's good, too, in a healthy sense. Like, you know, when you're both really like. All right. So the girl I, that I date, we've broken up and gotten back together like three times. Six times. Six mm -hmm. times. But like, it was <laughs> never because of, you know, cheating or anything like that. Yeah. We just needed to be, you know, we just had to figure some things out. You were trying out. to figure some stuff out but by yourself. like, it's a, uh, I mean, yeah, I hated myself. I had to figure that out, you know. Mm -hmm. But, uh, um. But, like, now it's, like, you know, we don't get a lot of time together. But when we do get time together, it's, like, we're, like, so pumped to be around each other, yeah. you know? But it's, you like, make, the time it's is healthy. More, it's yeah, better. It's so it's healthy to have that balance, you know what I mean? It's and necessary. Well, I've just always thought that I would never be able to be in a relationship because music does come first. Me too. You know? It, it yeah. always has. I've literally said to a guy, like... I don't like if you make me choose, you won't like what I choose. Like, yeah. It won't be you. And that's not because I don't love you. It's just I shouldn't have to choose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's never even the been, right person won't make you. Yeah. Choose. The right person won't. Yeah. And and that's and the fact that not only, yes, he gives me that, but also he fully understands it because he's doing it, too. And, yeah. you know, we lift each other up and like it's hard sometimes. Sometimes one of us is here and one of us is down here. Oh, yeah. And that's that's where chill some, Sundays. It, <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like and it's just like. That's where a lot of like relationship lessons are learned mm -hmm. when the person up here needs to learn some a little bit of grace and like understanding for the person that's like suffering yeah. down here. Yeah. And the person down here has to be like, make sure that they the person up here understands 
that like they are proud and happy for them and celebrate them and their successes you know even though they're struggling yeah and it's like those moments where you're like i probably shouldn't say this so i'm not gonna say this you know yeah what I mean? it's so like yeah. it's like it. i want to say this because it's how i feel but it's only gonna hurt them yeah. and it's not fair to them because they they earned this moment they deserve all of this happiness and i'm not going to be the one yeah to like ruin this moment for them and that i think was a very like one of the most key lessons that we learned very quickly in our relationship because our whole relationship is going to be that like yeah. I mean, I will hope and pray that there will be a lot of times where we're both just chilling, like right around here, you know, just cruising together. But it's yeah. just the reality is that's not how this industry works. Mm-hmm. So how was planning a wedding <clears throat> and trying to have a career at the same Whew. time? <laughs> um, OK, I'll say this. Yeah, I'm sure you, you helped out with that a pretty good bit. huh? Well, you know, my job is just like mainly to keep Megan yeah. calm. Yeah, yeah, she I mean, and I'll say this until before we got a wedding planner. It was the most stressful thing on the planet because 100. I played weddings for years, so yeah. I'm with you. It just like That's well, why we and, and and because yeah, and because well, because like Mitchell has a, a really big family. Mm-hmm. I've got family in Canada. Like I've got family all over. There's there's a lot of logistics. Like where are we gonna do it? How like all this shit is so fucking expensive. Yeah. Weddings are crazy. I'm in the wrong industry, <laughs> yeah. and so it was super stressful. But when we got our wedding planner, Kelsey Angelotti putting her name out there because that woman, shout out free yeah, shout out free shout out and she deserves it because that woman like saved everything she was incredible she was so great to work with she, it like literally not to get all like mushy but like it was like a dream the whole day was literally perfect from start to finish like everything looked amazing it ran smoothly we had the best weather it was it just perfect it was perfect at larry's too at larry's yeah at a you know larry you know he's like he's like a a second dad or like a a grandfather to me and miss robin like they've been family to me they they were i met them when i first moved here because i shot a music video there yeah i shot the the dick down dallas remix video there yeah (laughs) and larry's like man i love that boy trey but if i ever hear that song again (laughs) i can imagine him saying that but he's awesome like i'll just hit him up i'll be like man i I was like i'll be like man can i come fish today he's Mm -hmm. like absolutely and that's like him and miss robin are so yeah generous you know the the way they just they just like take us in like little orphan children you know mm-hmm. like larry knew when i was shooting that video he knew i just moved there and i didn't really know anybody and so he was like yeah you know you come out here he's like there's a lot of like writers and artists and musicians that hang out here on sundays we just grill some food shoot some ski you know whatever yeah. and i was like i love all those things and so like i met like Kristen kelly out there mm-hmm. um and then just i ashley mcbride that's like, how i met dylan yeah yeah and and now there's even more people that I know yeah. that are like coming out there and they just they just let us all come and like enjoy the the little piece of heaven they have there. I mean, that wedding was it wasn't a huge wedding, but it wasn't small, yeah. you know, and they let us just take take over the whole house, the whole place, you know, and it was it was perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Their land is badass. I love that. It's, place. it's beautiful. It has everything. I was so scared. Uh, we went fishing there recently, and Trey was like, we're going to stop at the house. I've been there a couple times. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're going to stop at the house and walk in. And so I'm like following his lead, and he just walks up the door and just like yep. walks in. Robin was do. in there. And I'm yeah. like, dude, what? <laughs> and she's like, hey, how are y'all? Yeah. Like, it took me a while to get to that. I used to go, and I'd like knock on the door, and Larry go, he goes, Megan, if you knock on that door one more time, he's just, just walk right in. I was yeah. like, cause I like, I was like, okay, all right. And yeah. now that's, that's how it is. You just walk in there. Yeah. Like they, they make it, their home is your home. They're just two of the best people I know. It's great. And their yeah. land is incredible. I wouldn't mm. change a thing. Yeah. Yep. I love how close. Shot my first solo turkey there. Nice. <gasps> Place is awesome. 
And it's close to town. It's great. Oh, yeah. This uh, is a, like a this or that thing. Okay. So I'm going to say something, and you say if you would choose it in America or Canada. Okay. Fast food. America. Okay. What's your favorite fast food? Culver's. Oh, good choice. That's a Midwestern thing. I recently went here. No. I went to Canada, and there is no fast food. There's we, like an A&W a or something A&W like that? A&W is pretty good, but I've had way too much of it because it's the only thing on the road when you're touring. Uh, and Wendy's. Wendy's, McDonald's, it. Burger King, a place called, there's one called Harvey's, really good burgers actually. I went to Wendy's and asked for sweet and sour in Canada and they gave me something called plum sauce. Plum sauce. <laughs> <laughs> the look of disgust on his face. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't even eat it. Plum I remember sauce. getting to the hotel because it looks like sweet and sour and I got to the hotel and I was like, what the fuck is this? It is, it's pretty, it's, it's a pretty gross taste if you're expecting sweet and sour for yeah. sure awful Mitch <laughs> <laughs> um, was just like saying the pledge of allegiance he's got this, some like, serious Wendy's, with like, well like we played a show and we were going home late at night and I was so hungry and the runner was taking us to a dispensary who were you with uh, I was on the road with Kane oh yeah and we were going to a dispensary and I was like hey I'm fucking starving like is there anywhere to eat and I'm like looking out the window before I say anything there's no fast food no fast food no yeah. fast food and finally, I spoke up. I was like, hey, dude, you got to take me to some fast food before you take me back to the hotel. And he took me to a Wendy's that was way out of the way. Mm -hmm. Like, here, there's fast food on every block. It's oh, not yeah. like that mm -hmm. there. Oh, yeah. Um, shopping. I mean, here. here. But, I mean, I guess just compared to, like, where I grew up, I grew up in a pretty small town. So, it wasn't, yeah. like, a metropolis of great shopping, you Fair. know. Uh, bad drivers. Here, 1,000%. They're worse here? Absolutely. In fact, maybe the worst drivers of any place I've ever lived. Same. Like, it's not even close. Like, my road rage has has gone tenfold since I've Randy, here. you're from where again? I'm from central Illinois. Okay. Like, cornfields. Yeah. So, like, whenever you're driving and touring and it's just, like, really flat and there's yeah. corn, middle of one of those. Nice. And you, <laughs> hey, well, we'll get back to this, but you recently just got married, right? I did, yes. yes. Congrats. We eloped. We drove across the country to Joshua Tree to a damn What's, good did guy. Did Jordan's parents get mad or were they cool with it? <laughs> <laughs> Loaded question. Here we go. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, they were definitely better about it than I would have expected. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously everybody wanted to be there and all that. And I told Jordan, you should have started setting that bar lower like I did. <laughs> not one person in my family was surprised. Yeah. Like, yeah. not at all. They're just did, like, oh, that's cool. Did like, Jordan tell you that he was going to get engaged or did he keep it coming? Um, he was going to be asking. I don't think, no, I don't think he told me before because I think we were like supposed to write and then it got moved or something. I we were like supposed like to see each Jenna other. I think it's like Jenna Lamaster was yeah. the one person. Because she was yeah. in a ride with him and he like soul. let it slip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he, he had it in his backpack, I guess, when he was writing. And Jenna was like, right. are you ever going to get married? And he was like, so funny story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like he's like just had to tell someone. Yeah, yeah. Like, the rings yeah. right, the ring's right um, there. Yeah. I ran into him at Live Oak and he was like, yeah, we're just going up to Chicago to hang out. It's our favorite city. I kind of figured it out because um, he told me to get my nails done. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a dead giveaway. That's not fair for us uh, guys anymore. And then, like, at one point in time, he was like, you never know it might be the best birthday you've ever had. And it was like, oh my God. But it was like Jordan. And it Very was like, subtle, Jordan. like, direct eye contact, too. Like, oh and I was just like, what a dork. Oh, my God. And then when we got to the hotel, he, like, wouldn't put his backpack down for anything. Yeah. Like, he kept like he carried it back. He's like, I'm gonna go move the car. I just love and I was that he like, had it in a backpack. That's so Jordan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so are you like poking at him? Like, can I get something out of your backpack? Yeah. 
No, like I didn't even have to. He literally just was like, like he took it with him to the car. Like when he just went to move it, he was like, well, just in case I need anything out of the car. And I was but, like, <laughs> but you still didn't expect it. Like. I didn't expect it at the time because we were going to dinner and we had like reservations at seven and it was like 650. So I was like, oh, OK, he's probably going to do it like tonight. Yeah. Like one of that. And then so when he did drop down, I, that I was not expecting. It. I knew it was like sometime that weekend so then i had to look what pretty. about the viral video did did uh, he like video doing it mm -hmm. did y'all was that a reenactment or was that no he um i taught him how to take like so for take pictures of ourselves we do like self-timer like video mm -hmm. and then i just yeah. screenshot the like yeah. actual pictures i like so he was like oh i'm gonna like we'll take a picture on the balcony at the yeah. hotel and he put the self-timer on and then he had one minute to do it <laughs> yeah that's smart yeah and then he didn't ask actually he forgot <laughs> like we got back in the ho in the room and I was like, "Did you ask?" Yeah, and he was like, "Oh no, we marry me." Like, yeah, that's awesome. All right, I guess since she go. told her story, you gotta tell your story. Mm -hmm. How you got asked? Well, uh, it was Thanksgiving weekend, and yeah. Mitchell, um, we, my parents, like my my dad and my stepmom and my sister and like the kids were coming into town that day. And Mitchell had said to me like a week before, he's like, hey, so um, Wednesday night, I know like your family's getting in. He's like, but there's like a Friendsgiving hang at Losers like that afternoon. He's like, I was thinking we could just stop by for like one drink and then we'll go for dinner or whatever. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Great. <clears throat> and so we're good. And then my parents get there. We're like, like we're hanging out at the house and Mitchell was kind of being weird, like he was very like anxious. He was kind of like pacing around. I guess my dad at one point, I like went outside. My dad was like, bro, you got to chill out. <laughs> like, you <laughs> got to chill out. Together. <laughs> because he knew he had like, you know, asked for my dad's blessing and stuff. And so then all of a sudden Mitchell's like, hey, he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, I got to go to the studio with Jordan to like finish a couple things last minute. Like we're on a deadline. He's like, can I like, just, do you want to just meet me there? Like you go with your family and I'll meet you there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, you good? I'm like, he's like, yeah, I'm stressed. I just got to get like, got to get these songs done. I was like, okay. <laughs> Did you even know it was up or? You... <laughs> I, okay. I, I, there was maybe a small piece of me that thought he might do it that weekend. Yeah. Cause like we'd been talking about yeah. it and like my family was going to be there. Yeah. So I thought maybe he might do something. I did not at all expect that night though. So anyway, I, I go with my sister and we like, you know, pull up and he, who was it? Oh, the, the security guard, he like came out and he was like, Hey, he's like, um, just so you know, he's like, you gotta, you gotta go in through the front. I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But he was like being kind of weird about it. I'm like, no one's ever, he had one job. He yeah. Was like, like no one's ever like run out to yeah. me and be like, Hey, you have to go in through the front. <laughs> so like we go around, we walk in and like the front of the bar is just like normal. So I still don't think anything. And as I'm getting closer to the back room, I'm like, all of a sudden I see like rose petals and freaking candles and like pictures and a freaking light up sign that says marry me. And Mitchell's standing there and all of our like families there. And I was just like, Oh my God, <laughs> because you know, the back room, that's where we met. Yeah. And honestly, like, when I got up there, I feel like we both kind of blacked out. Like, I don't even, we, we don't even really know what we said. <laughs> like, there was a video, so yeah. I'd have to go back and, yeah. like, watch it, like, with the audio. But, like, it was just crazy. And I was just, I don't know. It was awesome. It was, it was a great night having everybody there, too. Yeah. He nailed it. I also have to say, though, Mitchell told us all the day before, and he said it so casually that when me and Jordan went home, we're like, so, so Mitchell is proposing tomorrow, <laughs> right? Because he was like, and we were at Losers. We we were at Tin Roof. He had just done Revival, and you were standing, 
like from me to you yeah right right there and he was like so uh, if you guys are in town tomorrow i'm gonna ask megan to marry me you know, <laughs> when I come by. and like we were like she's right there <laughs> and we're like are you being serious and he was like yeah yeah we're like i'm gonna tell her like and he told us like you know like it's like i'm telling her it's friendsgiving or whatever and we're like yeah like absolutely like we'll we'll be there no matter what and then we literally we got in the car and we're like that was that was real, right? Yeah. Okay, well, here's the other clincher yeah. too. So, Steve for, for losers, yeah. he had also sent me like a like an evite thing for a friendsgiving thing at losers. Yeah. I didn't even look at it cuz I didn't realize it was on a different night. It was like for two oh, nights shit. later. Oh, no. I just saw the friendsgiving and I was like, "Oh, it's the thing Mitchell was talking yeah, about on Wednesday." About didn't even look at the date. And so, like, thankfully, I, yeah. me being that way, <laughs> worked out for me <laughs> and Mitchell. So, uh, just because I'm curious, I feel like this is something other people would be curious, at, okay? Uh, you know about. Um, so, like your ring, like how did how does how did he go about picking it out? You know, like because like I, when I got married, you know, back in the day when I made that terrible decision mm-hmm. to the wrong person, <laughs> um, like. Did you, you know, get a good ring, or did you pick it out? I mean, I was broke back there, mm-hmm. back then. I think I spent seven hundred bucks on the ring, but um, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't really want anything super expensive. That's yeah, a lot but of does pressure. he like call your yeah. mom to know what you get? Like, girls have their rings oh, picked out, right? Yeah, I sent some links of like a couple that I liked. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? She's having a little beer burp, burp I'm so over there. Sorry. I was trying to be so quiet and discreet about it and it was huge. Like, you know good. when it surprises I, you? Yeah. I feel like I heard that bubble. I can't up, hear so anything. I'm so like, sorry. I can't hear anything. I just saw my peripheral. She was like. I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, so sorry, I didn't do it at you. Um, I sent him a couple options because finally he looked at me one day when we were driving and he was just like, Will you just like, if you come across, you don't have to go look in or anything like that. But like, if you come across something you like, will you, yeah. will you like send it my way? Yeah. Um, and I think I had sent him a couple and he said, this is the one I like wouldn't stop talking about. Yeah. yeah that's pretty baller. I, I was not that nice about it to Mitchell. No, <laughs> no yeah. not like it wasn't. No, I was just like, I told him he, cause he was like, oh, it was Jordan and Renee had, had gone ring shopping. They, they called us to tell us and like. He kind of, tra- he's like, you know, like we could go ring shopping. I was like, I don't, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to just go somewhere and like walk in and like pick a ring. I'm like, I want you to pick something. Mm-hmm. And like, it's something that's from you to me, not just you going in and buying me something. No pressure mm-hmm. at all. You know that. what I mean? Could you pick out something I wear every single day? But I was like, I was like, look, I'm like, I've, I've sent my sister a bunch of things that I like yeah. a general idea of what I would like. And I just want you to look at it. And I want, because you have great taste. I'm like, you've always, everything you've ever bought me, I've loved. Like, you know what I like. Yeah. I want right. it to be like from you. So the poor guy, he was like, well, I'm not going to spend all this money on a ring if you're not going to like it. I'm like, but I'm going to like it. Like, you just need to understand that if you give you it to it me out, yeah. and you pick it out, I'm going to love it. Like, it's not yeah. about that. Yeah. You know? And so he, I mean, absolutely crushed it. Yeah. He did mm-hmm. great. He, that thing. he, he added. So I wanted the, the one thing I said, I wanted that salt and pepper diamond, like the oh, darker yeah. diamond. That's awesome. And we both love turquoise. It's kind of our thing. Mm-hmm. And so he added the turquoise band. So yeah, he That's crushed awesome. it. Yeah. I've been pre-warned mm-hmm. if I ever do it again, I got to call the mom, sister and best friend. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well. Um, well, uh, what else is going on? You got any music? You want to do finish those questions over there? Oh, I just yeah. want to talk about uh, my first time being called Mitchell Tenpenny. <laughs> um, I was in Rome, Georgia, and uh, me and my roommate, Clay Barker, we traveled up to a Riley Green show, and Mitchell played the weekend before. Was mm-hmm. I selling merch? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But we're like in 
like the sound booth area um, with Bradley Jordan and someone comes up behind me and like taps me on the shoulder and they're like, Hey man, uh, are you Mitchell? And I was like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> like, cause like nobody calls me Mitchell. <laughs> right. You so go I'm, by like, Mitch. I'm, I'm like, yeah, what's up dude? And uh, he's like, man, I just wanted to say, uh, I love your music. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> and, and he was like, I just love your music, man. I was here last week at your show. And I was like, oh, mm. no, nah, dog, I'm, I'm not Mitchell Timpany. And he was like, it's cool, man. I got you. I won't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, all right, cool. You and know he, what? Uh, let, let the guy think. He uh, walks away. And then probably like 30 minutes later, uh, three girls come up to me. Oh, no. He did not have your back. And they're like, hey, are you Mitchell? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> and then I'm like, whoa, no, 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 no. Yeah. And like, then they had a guy with him and he was like, uh, he was like, dude, you don't have to be a dick about it. Like, we just wanted a picture. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not Mitchell Tenpenny. Yeah. Like, and and really they were like, not. then why did you just say that you're Mitchell so naturally? Like you, you like instantly said yes. And I was yeah. like, because I am Mitchell, yeah. but I'm not Mitchell <laughs> yeah. Tenpenny. Yeah. Mitchell Wallace. And, yeah. and he, he was like, whatever, dude, you don't have to be a dick. And like, did you walked have to, like, away. show your driver's license? Yeah. No, this guy walked away and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's a guy in Rome, Georgia. And, that's like, <laughs> who hates my husband. At this point, Bradley Jordan thinks it's fucking hilarious right. he's like taking pictures sending them to Mitchell <laughs> and I'm like dude this is stressful but then another person came up and was like are you Mitchell I said I am not Mitchell Tenpenny and he was like dude I just want a picture and I was like fuck it so I like, took a picture <laughs> with him and so then like later that night it's like fucking 2am at this point and we're like walking by like the bull and I remember someone came up and handed me a beer and was like, I love your fucking music. And I was like, thank you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I, at this point, I, I was think, like, fuck I it. I think Mitchell would be happy to know that he like, got you a free yeah. beer. I was like, thank you, dog. And then yeah. uh, recently, probably like a month ago, I went to Chick-fil-A on Church Street. And I was like waiting for them to call my name inside to get my food. And I noticed this girl was looking at me and taking photos of me like this. Oh, hey, that's you know, so like, weird. Zooming like, in. Yeah. She's like looking casual like this, but her phone is like oh looking at God. me. Like, I know what you're doing, bro. It's like the yoga pants like, story. This is fucking weird. Um, and I was like, what the fuck is going on with her? But whatever. And then they're like, order for Mitchell. And she's like, <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> no, uh-uh. like, I knew it was him. I knew it. <laughs> I grabbed my food and just like darted out. Oh my god! Um, and it, it happened. There's a, there's a lot of people out here thinking Mitchell's just a dick all the yeah. fucking time. <laughs> and you played at the Rusty Nail. Um, oh god, I forget why I was there. Very recently, like a yeah. week or two ago, not long ago. Yeah, and I saw somebody pointing at me saying, "There's Mitchell." Mitchell was there and then, too. And then y'all walked in mm -hmm. and I was like, hopefully they figured out that that <laughs> guy's Mitchell. Yes, two <laughs> Mitchell. Like, actually not fucking me. Yeah. Imagine they're just like, oh my God, did you see Megan? She was making out with some other dude. <laughs> Mitchell's right there. Yeah. <laughs> we have this, McElwain has McElwain Mondays now at the Rusty Nail. So oh. it's a cool round. I have it is PTSD. A round. Just yeah. yeah. And then I, I met know. you at, uh, in Memphis, the St. Jude thing. Oh yeah. I was running Mitchell's socials for his album and That's I came right. up to you and was like, well, you make this video on his TikTok. I forgot about like, that. Because I was sitting there, I was like, and dude. You, were so, you literally just came up out of nowhere randomly. Yeah. Like, hey, would you make this video? I was like, okay. I was like, okay. this would be fucking perfect. Like, because, you know, like everybody's trying to freak out, like figure out good ideas, like mm -hmm. off the wall ideas. They're like, we need something creative. And I was like, dude, Megan Patrick's right there. <laughs> and I was like, what if I just go ask her to make a fucking shout out for the album? Yeah. And like, I went up and you were like, oh, fucking course. <laughs> and I was like, sweet. And I was like, do I do I need to get like approved by a team? And you're like, no, I'll tell him I said it's cool. <laughs> and I was like, perfect. Oh, you found you found me in I yeah. do what I want era. Yeah, yeah that I was, was like, great. no, we're doing it. <laughs> That's great. The era of I do what of I want. MFP. The era of MFP. <laughs> yes.
So you got music coming out? I do. Um, we just announced last night at the Opry, Greatest Show on Dirt comes out on Friday. It is the title track to my EP that comes awesome. out May 5th. So when you pre-save Sweet. the EP, you get Greatest Show on Dirt on Friday. And it also ships to Canadian Radio on Friday. Oh, oh sweet. Nice. Congratulations. Which is good. It's been a while. I've been kind of off radio and like haven't released music. I mean, it's coming COVID up. COVID was weird for you. Code was weird. I also lost my record deal at Warner, mm-hmm. um, which was what i wanted i mean it was the best thing that ever happened to me but it just sucked because they you know there there was a lot of feet dragging and like just people kind of i was pushing to put out music and they were pushing back and like it sucked because i really it it got into my head like i really started thinking because i'm thinking i'm like these songs are fucking sick Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i have other people that that i know like that i respect telling me these songs are great like Mm -hmm. and they're telling me Oh, well, you just don't have it yet. We don't have the songs yet, blah, blah, blah. And not letting me put out music. And I'm just feeling like stuck, you know? And I got so fucking pissed off that I just started writing the best songs ever because I stopped. Because the problem was like COVID took everything away and it scared me because I was just like clawing, trying to hold on to my career. And um, I was like, I started chasing things I didn't need to chase. I started chasing other people's opinions of, mm-hmm. of me and who I needed to be and what I needed to do to like get back on top, you know, and because I was desperate and like also like financially too, not in a great place, mm-hmm. honestly, which I hadn't been, it hadn't been like that for me in a long time. It was very humbling and like frustrating. And um, but it triggered me to write the songs that I'm releasing now. And they're some of the best that I've ever written. And so I, I, I honestly feel like had I not been like kind of pushed to the edge like that and like forced to just decide that I had to keep believing in myself when it felt like no one else was, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have written those songs. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I found Randy and like, that was, that was the last piece of the puzzle. Everything changed really quickly. Um, since we started working together, I mean, I got, I basically told her and I, I told Riser House, you know, I was like, look, this has been the worst two years of my life. Yeah. Next year, I'm going to release music constantly. I want an EP and I want a full length record. I want to be on the road as much as possible. Those are my goals and that's what I'm going to be focused on. And if you're on board with that, great. If not, Let me respectfully, I, I need to go do my own thing. And yeah. Randy was in my corner and she had my back on that. And we went into the label and they said, all right, we're with you. Yeah, I, I literally wrote up like but she changed that energy. I wrote up like if you let me do whatever I want in 2023, like here's my ideal yeah. plan. Assuming like there's gonna be back and forth, I, like so I went like yeah. exactly you went for how, everything. I went for exactly how I wanted 2023 to look, and they looked at me and they said, "Let's do it." Hell yeah! And yeah. I, yeah. you know, I, I mean that just makes me fired up. That makes yeah. me want to hear the fucking music. I can't, right I can't now. tell you, like you know what I mean. And here's the thing too: this EP, I love this EP. I think it's an incredible representation mm-hmm. of where I'm going, but it's also just the tip of the iceberg on the rest of the music I have coming this year. Like I, I've never been so excited or proud of something I've created. So yeah. it's just, it's, it really is truly me. Like in a, in a authentic way, I didn't like, I think I've always been authentic as much as I was able to mm-hmm. at the place I was at in my life, you know, and learning how to like be in the public eye and, and all of that. And now, now I really am truly like comfortable in my own skin and confident in myself. And just, I just feel very rooted. I have a great team. I have a great husband, you know, like I have so many blessings in life and 
I'm just in a healthy place to like do what I want to do. Yeah, and I think that's what every artist should be doing. They should be doing exactly what they want to do with the with 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 the things you just said. A good mm-hmm. team, a good yeah, people that believe in them. Yes, people that it's, believe. In it's them. hard to find, and at the end of the day, I think like what it comes down to is like you have to check what your core motivations are behind doing this. <clears throat> and for me, of course, like money and success is is a motivation. Like mm-hmm. I want to make a living. I don't want to be poor. I've been yeah. I've been broke. I don't yeah. want to be broke. But the the core motivation is that I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah. I love being on stage. I love writing songs. I love being able to like have you an love impact the parts on that people that most people don't love. Yeah. Right. And you know? and it's if you're if you're in it to like just be successful or make money, that can be exhausting and like really deteriorate deteriorating to your soul. Mm-hmm. And it's just can make you miserable. And it's like that I, you see people that have lots of money and success that are miserable. And then you see people that have lots of money and success and they are not miserable. Like, you know, and, and I'll never presume to know anybody's personal mm-hmm. life, but like I would look at someone like Luke Combs, you know, mm-hmm. because I know that you obviously know him well being part of the Make Wake family. And I really look up to him because I think the way that he's built his career and his fans, the way he treats people, um, you know, the kind of morals and way of doing things that him and Cappy have that has mm-hmm. trickled down into the mm-hmm. whole team at Make Wake, you know, that is like the the model to me that I kind of look up to because mm-hmm. I feel like these are good people who don't like, they don't sacrifice or degrade their morals to get what they're doing. They don't step on other people to get there and they do it in a way that's like authentic, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I just, I think that's unfortunately more rare in this town than it should be. So I, sure. I feel very grateful to have landed there. Yeah. I think it's rare to even notice stuff like that as an artist. I think mm-hmm. that's very like uh, I've just seen the worst of the worst. And <laughs> it's because I have been through hell and back. <laughs> like that's a whole other podcast to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I've seen the worst of the worst, and so you know it makes you it makes you humble and it makes you compassionate and kinder. I think, and it makes you really really grateful when you find the right people, and it makes you want to do the right thing for them. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's I think really important. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Well, thank y'all for coming on the podcast today. I Absolute appreciate pleasure. it. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank y'all for watching episode. Thir- I mean, episode thirty-five <laughs> of the DM Monday podcast. Mm-hmm. Be sure to uh, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Peace out.